Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Well, hello. Thanks very much for joining me again this week on Laser Therapy Institute Podcast. My name is Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and certified medical laser safety officer. I'm alone today, so you'll miss out on Christy's commentary, which is unfortunate, but she does get a day off here and there. So we're going to dive in today to talking about preventing chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy by getting ahead of it. And as far as I know, we're going to be talking about the only study that's been done to date on trying to be ahead of this problem. So before I go through what chemotherapy-induced neuropathy is, how it was treated, what the results of the study were, let me just tell you a little bit about LTI. So LTI is a network of advanced laser therapy practitioners. We're across the United States and Australia, and we have worldwide reach as well. What we do is we provide training and support to clinicians in the field, as well as assistance with understanding how to utilize laser therapy in that clinical setting. Light therapy, laser therapy, photobiomodulation, it's all the same thing. We're talking about non-invasive, very safe light that can stimulate a biological change on the tissues in order to promote the body's mechanisms of repair and resiliency. And so when we start talking about diseases and disorders like nerve damage, this is a big one because there's no real good uh, treatments for nerve damage and nerve pain. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit more here soon. So if we can start utilizing safe, non-invasive light to help people with nerve pain, nerve damage, neuropathy, then we'll be progressing the field quite well. Now, LTI does provide specialized training and dealing with neuropathy. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. Uh, but today's, today's topic is not so much addressing neuropathy that's already occurred as it is trying to get ahead of it. So it's pretty cool. Let me give you the study title right off the bat here. This is titled, The Use of Photobiomodulation Therapy for the Prevention of Chemotherapy-Induced Peripheral Neuropathy, a Randomized Placebo-Controlled Pilot Trial. And in parentheses, it says Neurolaser Trial. I'm not sure exactly uh, uh, what the term Neurolaser refers to, um, other than they're, they're using laser therapy for uh, nerve issues. There may be a... Uh, uh, something along with the the model, the exact model of laser that they used, uh, which we'll address here soon, soon as well. But uh, this was published in Supportive Care in Cancer back in March of this year, 2022. So a very, very new study. And, and really, like I said, the first one that I know of, and that I think the authors were able to find as well, that talked about using light in a preventative manner rather than addressing a neuropathy pain problem once it's already started. And is, and is going. So if you're not familiar with the term neuropathy, neuropathy means nerve damage, nerve, um, a pathology of the nerves, and you can have central or peripheral neuropathies. Today we're talking about peripheral neuropathy and specifically a medication or chemotherapy-induced type of neuropathy, which is a very, very common kind. So let me give you some quotes from the study. They say that the overall incidence of chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy lies around 68% in the first month after chemotherapy. After three months, an incidence of 60% was observed, and at six months or more, it was reduced down to 30%. So, 
a problem that begins for the majority of people with chemotherapy that does tend to resolve over time. However, there is a segment of the population also that is left with neuropathy as an after effect, as a problem post-chemotherapy. They say that pharmacological treatment with tricyclic antidepressants and anticonvulsants is minimally effective and not well tolerated. Uh, currently, the only recommendation is using duloxetine to treat that pain. There is some new research, too, that we have covered on this podcast before that talks about uh, how well or how poorly most treatments out there work for chemotherapy-induced neuropathy. And photobiomodulation, laser therapy, actually came out on top of everything other than Cymbalta. So uh, if you're looking for that one, go back in the in the episodes there and uh, look for chemotherapy-induced neuropathy. It was a pretty good episode to, to, to cover. All right, so photobiomodulation, how does that work for light uh, to enter the body and to stimulate change to heal? Well, they say that's, that light therapy will increase cell viability by activating the cytochrome C oxidase chain uh, in the electron transport chain, resulting in an increased mitochondrial respiration rate, as well as accelerated and enhanced axonal growth and regeneration, and a suppression of neural apoptosis. So when we're talking about light therapy, light being able to stimulate changes within the body, increasing cell viability, and then uh, working on the axonal growth and regeneration and suppressing apoptosis of the nerves. That is, that is pretty important so that, um, so that you can head off damage that is happening consistently because chemotherapy is a process that happens over time. And so the body is just bombarded for a prolonged period of time with these medications. In a lot of cases, these medications don't do any immediate nerve damage. It takes time for that to build up. So uh, knowing that we don't have very good, um, very good treatments, very good medication treatments on hand, then what these researchers did is they said, okay, if we try and get ahead of this rather than treating it after it starts, because we know that using light therapy to treat after it starts actually can have some great results. What if we go ahead and just start treating people immediately? when they start their care, their chemotherapy care. So they took 16 patients for, a, uh, for the placebo group and then 16 patients for the active treatment group, all of whom were planned to undergo at least three cycles of docetaxel uh, or paclitaxel. So either, either a, um, three cycles of three weekly or nine cycles of every week. So we're looking at either 12 weeks or, or uh, nine weeks of total time. And then depending on the patient, some of them were up to 18 weeks of continuous um, uh, light therapy with their, uh, with their chemotherapy. Because what they did is they took everybody and they treated them twice a week during the entire length of treatment. So whether it was 12 weeks, 18 weeks, 9 weeks, whatever. And so treated them twice a week. So some of these patients were somewhere in 24 treatment range. Some of them were, were higher than that, 36 treatments. And they used a class 4 MLS M6 laser which uses a 905 and 908 nanometer wavelength uh, paired together. It is a class 4 laser, but it is a fairly low power class 4 laser. It has a max average power of up to about 3.3 watts. So much lower than most of the class 4 lasers that are in use out there. They used a power density of 0.168 watts per centimeter squared, or 168 milliwatts per centimeter squared. 
and affluence of four joules per centimeter squared. Four joules per centimeter squared is a pretty average uh, dose. You'll see that quite often. I've seen doses at 10 joules per centimeter squared, all up to 50, 70 joules per centimeter squared. Um, but four joules is kind of the lower end of the dosage range um, for, for what, what we see most of the time. They applied the laser, and this is a robotic laser, but they used the laser on a couple of different spots on the upper limbs. Um, and then they also used it on the back at L4 through S1. And then they did three spots on the lower limbs, sciatic nerve, the plantar surface of the foot, and the dorsal surface of the foot. And the way that this laser is set up, it'll do a box, uh, and it'll scan through that box as part of its treatment. And so, again, uh, fairly low power, but class 4 device, fairly low intensity. You know, 168 um, milliwatts per centimeter squared is a pretty low intensity. Um, uh, you know, it's pretty typical, I would say, for a lot of LED units. But with class 4 lasers, uh, a lot of those are running between, you know, 100 milliwatts per centimeter squared up to 5 watts per centimeter squared. So it can be quite, quite a bit more intense. All right. So that's what they did. Again, twice a week, uh, every week that these patients had chemotherapy. And then what they did is they monitored the data, the, the outcomes, at the beginning of treatment, six weeks into treatment, at the end of treatment, and then three weeks after the chemotherapy medication treatment had ended. What they did is they used the modified total neuropathy score as a, a, a measure of how well it was doing. On the MTNS, the higher scores indicate more severe graded neuropathy. So they also used a functional test, the six-minute walk test, which is where you have the patient walk for six minutes, see how far they can make it. And then they also used a numeric rating scale for pain, and they measured quality of life. So pretty solid testing here. You know, um, skin punch biopsies are a really good way to measure. Uh, nerve conduction studies are an okay way to measure, but neither one of those is very comfortable for patients. So this is a pretty good test, I think, using the total neuropathy score and the six-minute walk plus quality of life and a, uh, a numeric rating scale, so 0 to 10 score, you know, how, how the patient's pain levels were. All right. So the thing is, they started with a lot more than 16 patients per group. Uh, they lost a lot of patients, 22 patients lost to follow-up, main reason being the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so they only ended up being able to analyze 16 patients per group, and then even one of those, one of those patients also dropped out. So um, difficult in getting research done over the last couple of years here. Um, and this, this study stretched over a couple of year period. So let's talk about what they did, what they found, right? The results, which, which is what everybody wants to know. So how did treating these patients twice a week throughout their chemotherapy regime uh, work? Well, they did see a significant increase on the MTNS over time in both the control and the light therapy group, which is bad. That means that the patient's neuropathy scores definitely increased over time, whether they were getting laser or whether they were not getting laser if they were in the control group. But that's, to some degree, that's to be expected. They're on, they're on a medication, they're on a, uh, a chemotherapy drug that's going to induce neuropathy problems, right? So uh, at baseline, which was six weeks after the initial um, I'm sorry, at baseline, at the six-week mark, and at the end of therapy, there was no significant difference between both groups on the six-minute walk test. So everybody was the same, control group versus actual laser. But at the three-week post-follow-up, 
a significantly higher score was observed in the photobiomodulation group. Also, patients experienced a better quality of life over time compared to the control group. And symptoms such as numbness in the hands and the feet and discomfort in the feet, uh, troubles feeling the shape of small objects in their hand, definitely deteriorated in the control group but remained constant in the photobiomodulation group. So the folks that were getting the sham laser definitely had more symptoms of neuropathy, whereas those who were in the laser therapy group, the active laser group, were having less symptoms of neuropathy. And then again, the uh, capacity, aerobic capacity and endurance uh, for the six-minute walk test were significantly better at follow-up than in the control group. So not necessarily the best results, not really just clear-cut in favor of light therapy and laser therapy. I'm going to show you um, one of the graphs here for the six-minute walk test. Hopefully that's something you can see okay. But if you can see in that graph there, uh, everything was pretty much equal along the path of going through chemotherapy. It was after chemotherapy was ended that patients had a significant improvement in that six-minute walk test. Pain-wise, uh, not, not a significant difference. There was a, there was a difference uh, that was non-significant in favor of laser therapy, but still um, a, a non-significant uh, portion there. So at the conclusion of this, they say that this trial reports promising results concerning the prevention of chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy uh, with photobiomodulation in breast cancer patients. So very specific, um, you know, we're talking just women, we're talking breast cancer patients only, a small group, some non-significant differences in pain, and then also some, some level of improvement in terms of their neuropathy symptoms and their functional capacity. So then what we have to do is we have to think, okay, you know, is that worth it? It's a non-significant difference. Is that really worth it for the patients undergoing, you know, this twice-a-week therapy where they have to get out and about and go to it? There absolutely is value here. For one thing, and this is something the authors address too, if someone's going through chemotherapy, they have neuropathy pain. If it becomes severe enough, they have to be taken off the chemotherapy. That affects their progression on trying to get this cancer problem resolved, which is the main problem, Right. So if neuropathy is going to interrupt that, anything we can do to lessen that neuropathy is going to help that patient stay on the chemotherapy regimen. And that's very, very important. So what's your takeaway here? It's not a bad idea to get people going on neuropathy treatment even before they have symptoms. Now, I'm not saying you can do that uh, in your state. I'm not saying you can bill insurance for that or anything. I'm just saying, according to this study, it looks like it would benefit patients if you get them light therapy even before they have symptoms during the chemotherapy uh, medication regimen. And if it helps them enough that where they can stay on their chemotherapy regime, then that is going to be a bigger benefit even than, than the uh, you know, reduction in pain. Because staying on that chemotherapy regimen is going to be really critical for this patient. What can you do? You can either replicate kind of what uh, these guys did. You can, you can use one of these robotic lasers on just a few points. Uh, you can also really just about use any class 4 laser to do something similar, treating the upper extremities, the low back, and the lower extremities, at least the feet. 
uh, should be helpful. If you're not sure what that might look like, then go ahead, give us a call at LTI or email us info at lasertherapyinstitute.org or just go online. You can see that we have a neuropathy course. It comes with the settings that you need to use, video tutorials, the exams. I mean, everything you need is right there. If you're interested in helping out patients in your practice who are dealing with chemotherapy and chemotherapy-induced neuropathy, we absolutely have the resources to help you out, whether you're in oncology or pain management or physical therapy, doesn't matter. We can help you out with that. Thanks very much for joining me. We'll be back talking about neuropathy again in the very near future. We have a free webinar coming up in partnership with K-Laser USA, where we are addressing how to start treating neuropathy patients in your practice, what a laser treatment looks like. All you have to do to register for that is go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org, or even just click on this Facebook page. Uh, you'll find the webinar uh, registration link right there. Again, totally free, and that is happening on October 27th. That is a Thursday, October 27th. Go ahead and register for that. That'll make sure that you can get connected with that free webinar about treating neuropathy. Again, uh, uh, produced in partnership with Kayla's USA. So really looking forward to that. And if you have questions in the meantime, again, get connected with us on the website. Thanks. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.